This podcast is on diagnostic reference level part 2. What I want to talk about in this particular podcast is what are DRLs and how are DRLs established? What is the impact of the DRLs and what are the limitations and caveats we have, we know? In my first part we talked in detail about what are DRLs and how they are established. So to just to recap what is DRL Diagnostic reference level is what this DRL stands for. These are practical tools to promote optimization. In fact, DRLs was first established long time back for conventional radiography in the 1980s and subsequently for other modalities in 1990s, but only recently we are um seeing a, a resurgence of this concept DRLs more are talked about in the clinical realms in the US so what is the purpose of the DRLs the DRLs represent dose levels at which an investigation of appropriateness of dose should be initiated what it basically tell us like if we what we practice um we try to compare with respect to some reference numbers to see how we are doing and that reference numbers are drls so in reality the drls act as trigger values or trigger levels and the purpose is to initiate quality improvement the caution is it should not be misused as regulatory upper limits and that's the word very important to stress here because often these drls or all of these uh, which are used as more like a dose management are kind of like kidnapped or kind of strengthened some some regulatory or some agencies when then when they bring that back to their um entity is strictly followed as a regulatory upper limits which should not be the thing and that is the one which i want to draw it um caution about so how are institution establishing drls we can use phantoms because that's the best thing and this permits any institution to track patient dose from room to room over time and it also permits direct comparison of dose measurements with available multi sets side data sets collect on a same type of phantom so we choose phantoms to do this instant measurement on various equipments are because that's much easier across the spectrum and then to set up some limit the other other ways to collect lot of data from lot of subjects or patients from there trying to set up some limits so both ways can be done but more control method is using phantoms so my conversation today is on ct in ct the main dose descriptors are computed tomography dose index expressed in milligray and dose length product expressed in milligray centimeter and these are shown here are the typical phantoms used by physicists across the across the spectrum as the standard phantoms called as 32 cm adult body phantom a 16 diameter phantom called as adult head phantom using these phantoms we can measure the output of the scanner and across the board and used as the base starting point for establishing some type of a drl levels so the purpose is the drls over time are typically lead to lowering the radiation dose levels in patients 
if it is done properly. In certain cases, the DRLs were actually increased in order to balance between dose and image quality. And that's the one which I want to highlight because and if, if, if the DRLs are used properly, we have either one of the ways to either increase or decrease in order to achieve the primary goal of good image quality. Also, DRLs reconfirms and emphasizes that DRLs should not be used as dose levels for regulatory compli compliance. Here is an example. ACR, American College of Radiology, has a CT accreditation program. It was a voluntary accreditation program and now it is as part of the regulatory requirement under the MIPA law for a lot of the outpatient centers. So here they have done, here, data shown here is like the CTDI wall statistic from the pa from pa for three years in the accreditation program for adult head, abdomen and, and pediatric abdomen. Based on this, the accreditation has set them pass-fail criteria, both as a reference level that is like a DRLs and a pass-fail pass criteria. So what I want to draw here is like to attention is the DRLs just should not be a one-way path. It can be either way. It can also help to um, defend to increase the dose to the to the particular protocol if needed be or reduce it if needed be. So the idea here is like diagnostic reference levels, the main emphasis is like the, the, the radiation levels used should provide images of diagnostic quality. That's the important thing. So here is a case study where the, uh, under the ACR do CT dose reduction, the, the dose reduction for adult head CT exams were observed. However, there are a lot of feedbacks from sites indicated that the sites were systematically reducing dose below 60 milligray in order to com be compliant with respect, in order to be compliant, even though the image quality was jeopardized. And that's not the purpose of the DRLs. So the DRL's purpose is to decrease the dose level without compromising image quality of patient care. So in 2008, after initial um, setting of a reference level, ACR accreditation program actually changed the DRLs from 60 milligray to 75 milligray for head CTs so as not to jeopardize the image quality. Shown here is like diagnostic adult diagnostic reference level for CTDI and DLP for various uh, head, abdomen, and abdomen and pelvic from various centers. Drawn in the blue box is like ACR modified their reference levels upon the feedback to adjust it from increasing from 60 milligray to 75 milligray for adjusting. Similarly, UK modified reference level upon feedback. That is the true purpose. As of now, here is some ref diagnostic reference level set for the ACR CT accreditation for a pass-fail criteria. 75 milligray for adult head, adult abdomen it's about 25, pediatric head is 35 milligray, and pediatric abdomen is 15 milligray or 7.5 milligray, depending on the type of phantom used for measurement. Alongside is given the pass-fail criteria. It is being de deemed that these levels are very much um, um, reasonable numbers through which the pro a site protocol can be adjusted, still not jeopardizing the image quality. Followed up here is um, a publication published in 2017 
published by based on the American College of Radiology dose index registry. It used the data to establish US national dose level for 10 most common adult CT exams. Um, ACR uh, currently has a dose index registry where uh, any sites in the US can sign up with the, the registry and have their data input into this registry and they get a feedback based uh, uh, providing such as what their doses in respect to um, some reference uh, sites or national sites. So having this large number of data points, ACR now able to establish some national reference level so that that reflects of the national um, uh, demographics and so forth. So this particular study establishes patient size based diagnostic reference level and achievable doses for 10 most common ex CT exam. So the achievable doses is lesser than the diagnostic reference level and they are usually a midpoint of the collected survey points which means the site can compare their radiation dose levels with respect to diagnostic reference level. However, they can also try to reach the achievable level without jeopardizing the image quality. So this particular table basically shows diagnostic reference level for the 10 most commonly used CT exam in the US, head and brain without contrast, neck with contrast, and chest with contrast, abdomen and pelvic with contrast, and so forth. Showing here is a, a sample data showing the data for a medium-sized patient size, what should be the diagnostic reference level with respect to the CTDI wall, the size-specific dose estimation expressed in milligray, which is basically CTDI wall corrected for the ages, and then DLP, the dose length product. So a site can uh, use this information to compare their practice for a medium-sized patient, what it is and how low or high with respect to these numbers are, and then fine-tune their protocol to keep it or uh, to reach these levels. So what is the use of DRLs in the reduction of patient dose? So the use of DRLs has shown to reduce the overall dose and range of doses observed in clinical practice. The UK national dose surveys have demonstrated that 30% dose reduction was typical in radiographic from 1984 to 1995. And they have demonstrated that there was actually an average drop of nearly 50% between 1985 to 2000. The data points over 75th percentile are over time moved below 75th percentile with net effect of narrower dose distribution and lower mean dose. There are certain limitations of DRLs. If DRLs are used as absolute threshold, robustness of comparison between local data obtained on a small sample on rather small samples and national or even international DRLs are questionable. If you used a very small segment of data point to set up a DRL, that is really questionable DRLs. As explained in this particular publication, they show is like with sample size of 10 patient, the confidence interval of the medium dose to be less than 10% of the lows, local dose descriptor is almost like, and the latter being 50% higher or lower than DRLs is very high. So the number of data point, if you're not using phantoms to set from a large sites 
and you are using the patient data to set these TRLs, we have to be cautioned because it requires a large number of data, data point. So what are the limitations? For example, shown here, if the sample size of 10 patient with a confidence interval of medium dose less than 10% of local dose, that requires almost indicates that 50% higher or lower than DRLs. So basically showing here is like the, the if you want to have a decent uh, dose descriptor set up as a DRL with small variation, then you need to have a larger sample size to derive at that particular point. That's the point. For example, on this particular graph, if you are having very small number of patients, then our subject sample size, then the DLP has a wide range, whereas if the sample size is large, then the DLP or CGDN numbers can be a small range. That's the purpose. So if the local dose descriptor is higher than DRL, while its actual true value is lower than DRL, it could suggest inappropriately the need for dose optimization. On the other hand, if the do lo local dose descriptor is lower than DRL, but its actual true value is higher than DRL, it could suggest inappropriately that dose optimization is not necessary. For regulatory authorities, reliability of collected data with respect to their variability is required for defining appropriate DRLs. So, the DRLs should be flexible. It should account for patient sizes and clinical conditions, etc. DRLs are not borderline between good and bad medicine. In fact, values below DRLs may need optimization if image quality is inadequate. Values above the DRLs require investigation and optimization of systems or protocol is needed. In summary, the diagnostic reference levels are defined to serve as reference only. DRLs are not dose limits and sample size for establishing DRLs are key for relevance. And the bottom line is the image quality should not be compromised for dose reduction. So here are the take home points. First is DRLs are key tool for dose optimization. Large sample sizes are key for DRLs. DRLs should act as trigger levels to initiate for quality improvements. And DRLs should not be used as regulatory tools and it should be flexible and are to be reviewed periodically.